Welcome to another episode of the Finance and Property Survival Guide. My name is Damien. I'm a 24-year-old from Newcastle, Australia. When I finished high school, I felt like a lot of my education left out the most important things that I needed going forward. Stuff like getting a mortgage, budgeting for big purchases, and investing were never really talked about or explained in any great detail. I want the Survival Guide to serve as the middleman for anyone looking to learn about finance and property. Each week, I'll endeavour to speak to and learn from some of those within the industry to help break down the finer details of the property sector. Today is another episode of the advice I'd give my 24-year-old self. Today on the show, the guest I had on was Victoria Costa. Victoria is from Credit Fix Solutions. It's a company she started, and the story behind how she began that business is actually quite inspirational. Um, I didn't know a lot about Victoria going in, and I really enjoyed the conversation we had. She shed some light on her history and her background, and her story of, I guess, rags to riches was really, really inspirational to me, and I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, I hope you enjoy it. It was something I found really valuable, and I'm really thankful for Victoria for taking the time out of her day to speak to me. And we're going to do another episode soon for sure. Um, but without further ado, enjoy the episode. Um, so today on the show, I have Victoria Costa from Credit Fix Solutions. Victoria, how are you doing? Good, Damien. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I was saying before we started, I'm in Melbourne as doing a relocation right now. So I'm sort of getting used to the, I'm acclimatizing to the cold and wet weather. It's just raining nonstop at the moment. So it is what it is. <laughs> I am um, used to it soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, yeah. So what I wanted to start with, if you could, was if you could explain to the listeners your background and how you got into the industry. Yeah, sure. Um, I came to Australia as a teenager. So I went to school here over from the UK then I went back and I studied business in university in London and then I came back again because it's all too cold, wet and miserable over there, a bit like Melbourne. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I got into the finance industry. I actually didn't know what job I wanted to get. I was working in pubs and I absolutely loved it. I loved the customer service. I loved the interaction. We had so much fun. I didn't want to leave. I was working in pubs for about three years. And my actual boss turned around to me one day and he said, look, you know, Vic, you're way too smart for this gig. You know, you need to go and get yourself a bloody proper job. So um, I got fired <laughs> to push me out of the nest, so to speak, I suppose. Um, and I thought, well, what what do people need? What, what should I get into? What will I always have a career in? And I thought, well, money, right? You know, we're always going to need money in one form or another, whether that's uh, through the banks or through crypto um, these days. But uh, but yeah, so I got into finance and I started working for a mortgage finance company in Chatswood in, in Sydney. And I worked there for a while. Um, and then I started my own finance broking company. So I was broking in the early uh, to mid 2000s. Um, and then the GFC hit. And in Western Sydney, it was very, very hard to get a home loan across the line. Um, Leads were sparse. Uh, Lots of people had bad credit. So I thought, well, bad credit's kind of the place to go. You know, so many people were affected by the GFC. So I started working for a credit repair company that was about 12 years ago now. I'm showing my age now, aren't I? So about 12 years ago. And I worked there for 
three years. And look, I, I loved the work. I absolutely loved the work. But what I didn't love is that um, they were charging upfront fees. So after about three years, I kind of quit. And I'll talk about that a little bit later as well. But um, so then I started Credit Fix Solutions back in 2013, 2014, um, offering credit repair to people in, uh, in, in Western Sydney, but on a very strict no result, no fee basis. And here we are. I've got a national company, you know, offices all over the country and very, very busy. That's awesome. And, and a question about that too. Did you did you get into starting Credit Fix and find, did you have that end goal of thinking it was going to become such a, a national business or was it no. something you started? I, I, I actually look. I, I just started in my in my son's bedroom, um, in my in my housing commission unit because I've gone through a horrible divorce. So I was a single mum, and uh, I just I just started it locally, and I just kind of wanted it as more of a life change, you know, instead of working for someone else and working long hours and you know always having to do before school care, after school care. Um, I thought, you know, I can do this. Uh, surely there's a better way one can live one's life, so to speak. Um, and so I, I just meant it to be a small business, just locally providing educational credit reporting services to finance brokers and then hopefully helping them to fix credit reports for their clients so that they could go and get better interest rates for those for those families, you know, by me fixing fixing their credit and then improving their credit reports. Um, but yeah, no, actually a, a broker friend of mine in, in Parramatta in Western Sydney just came up to me about a year into it and he said, you know, you have an obligation. And I was like, sorry, what? And he said, you, you're actually obligated to make sure all finance brokers know that this sort of service actually exists. He goes, and consumers. He goes, because nobody else does this no result, no fee credit repair. Like everyone's getting charged up front. He goes, you're actually obligated. And that just stuck. It stuck in my head. But of course, you don't just know how to grow a business, right? So I put myself through um, a, a business course for 12 months. And that gave me the tools to be able to grow the business. And I, I'm in and out of that business course all the time. It's mentoring, it's coaching, it's teaching you, you know, um, all areas of business from social media posting to website management, all the rest of it, CRM. Um, and, and that's enabled me to be where I am today. Right. That's a pretty great story, though. I hope I hope more people hear that, Victoria. That's like pretty badass that you've sort of <laughs> built it from the ground, built it from the ground up, so to speak. Yeah, sometimes I kind of think, you know, God's plan. I think uh, the angels were looking over me and helped me out a bit because sometimes I just I look at where I am and I'm like, how how did this happen? I've, I've created a monster. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, um, I I wondered then part of with what you're doing with Credit Fix, so you provide. Um, like that broker told you, you're, you're sort of obligated to let people know that this is a service that people can get involved with. Mm. Could you explain then why people who are maybe applying for home loans, people that are applying for business loans or uh, personal loans, why those people should be looking to, to get involved with someone like yourself? Well, what happens when you have what we call bad credit. So if your credit report, and we're all being credit scored now, right? So we've all got credit scores. And banks and lenders, as soon as you apply for any sort of finance, personal loan, car loan, or a home loan, the first thing that the systems do is check your credit report and your credit score. And if you've got negative data on there, so our credit reports contain positive and negative data, right? You know, the number of inquiries that we've made, 
uh, whether we've made our payments on time. And it also includes information, for example, if you're seriously late on a credit card a few months or, or a phone bill for a few months or you just forget about it or whatever, you go through a life event that doesn't get paid on time, you get what we call a default. And a default is listed against you for five years. And that's regardless of whether you then pay it in full. Okay, so it's still saved on our reports for five years and it's marked as paid. There's also things like court actions. So, for example, you go to the dentist and he does 10 grand worth of work on your teeth and you don't pay. Well, he can't list a default because he's not a bank or a lender, but he can go to the courts and he can enter a statement of claim. And if that's not paid, that goes on your credit report as a court action or default judgment. And again, they're on for five years. So if you apply for a personal loan or a home loan or a credit card, whatever it might be, and you have some of that negative data on there, you're going to get what we call an auto decline. So it doesn't matter how great you could be earning, you know, 500K a year, you know, but if you've got a default paid or not or a court action paid or not on your credit report, in most instances, you know, for the for the best lenders and the banks and, and, and high or sorry, low interest rates, um, they're going to knock you back. So when people come to us, what we're doing is we're doing a, an assessment of their credit report. So we're looking through all that data on that report and we're seeing if we can potentially remove, remove some of that negative data. So potentially remove a default, potentially remove a court action. Then they can go to their finance broker. We're hoping they're using a finance broker, not just doing it themselves and submit the, the loan and then you won't get that auto decline, right? And the, the other end of the scale is if, you have that data and you don't use a credit repair company or you don't try and fix it yourself, it's going to affect you long term and you might be able to still get a home loan. You would know more about that than me. You might still be able to get a home loan, but you're going to pay, you know, really high interest rates. So by, by removing credit and coming to a credit repair company like us, potentially you could save your family, you know, tens of thousands of dollars in, in interest rates and also get into a property or get that car loan, which you might not be able to get because your credit report, you know, contains negative data. Okay. Yeah. And something I, I haven't, um, I haven't done enough uh, asking around of other mortgage brokers like my dad, but um, I've, I've noticed from just what my dad has said that he yeah. will proactively get a credit score from a client before they even look at a bank because they want to make sure that before they put that application through, uh, they are already aware of anything the bank might say no because of on a credit score. And I think that's usually, is that sort of a, a better approach, you think, like a proactive approach of getting uh, that done before any headaches? 110% because <laughs> when you go, if you just pop into your local branch and you try and get a car loan, right, because you think, oh, I've been working for two years now, I'm doing great, I'm on, you know, 65K, I'm full-time, I'll be able to get this. The manager in the in the in the branch is just going to go, yeah, yeah, no worries, we can get that done and submit the application, right? They they're not going to check your credit report or ask you, do you know what your credit score is or try and educate you? Because their KPIs are how many applications can I submit up to head office today? Whereas with a finance broker, you're in much safer hands because number one, they've got their best interest duty in all the regulations. But also if they get too many declines, you know, they, they could lose their license. So a broker will always look at your 
your application holistically. So they'll look at not just your pay or your pay slips, but they'll look at your credit report, look at your credit score, make sure you're educated. And they have access not just to the banks, they have access to like every single lender in Australia. Yeah, okay. One thing that's not uh, sort of finance related, more so because I'm not the smartest person ever, what does holistic mean? Holistic means looking, <laughs> looking, looking at the whole. No, no, it's a good question. Holistically means looking at a person, but looking at all factors before doing something. So looking at the whole person. Uh, it's a bit like when you go to the doctors and you say, "I've got a, uh, you know, a sore foot or a sore hand." You know, a, a bad doctor will just be like, "I'll oh, take some Panadol," but a good doctor will say. Well, you know, can you tell me a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Oh, you know, well, I um, I do gardening for a job. Okay, well, it might be, you know, that you've injured your wrist or whatever it is through, you know, repetitive, I don't know, I'm not a doctor, but but that sort yeah. of thing. Just just thinking, just looking at the, the whole picture, that's what holistically means, rather than okay. just kind of assuming, um, and you know, what 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 do they say to to assume is to uh, make an ass out of you and me or whatever the saying is? <laughs> no, yeah, okay, hundred percent. No, yeah. I just um sometimes in the shows people say words that I haven't heard and it, yeah. I know that I'll learn them and then sound yeah. way smarter as a result. So yeah, well, you know, it's it's a great word. <laughs> yeah, easy. Um, so uh, we'll get on to the next part of the the show, which was the advice part. So. Again, the format of the show is all based around I'm trying to talk to as many people as possible who's, uh, who are part of the financial or um, property industries and sort of understand from their perspective what advice would they give if they could go back to their 24-year-old self. So if you could sort of break down to me like what, what advice you would give yourself if you could go back knowing what you know now. Yeah, don't get married too young and don't marry that twit. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we shouldn't have married that twit no um <laughs> it's funny because you know like you send these questions beforehand and i'm like crap that was a long time ago you know i'm gonna be 40 i don't even know i think 41 or 42 this year anyway it doesn't matter but you know i would just say um learn from people who have more experience from you you know like if i when i was younger it's like i knew it all right i came out of uni i knew it all my parents were idiots um you know you just get to that age where you just you're pretty cocky I think I, I was I was quite um I was very sure of myself and thought I knew better than than everyone else but if I could just go back and just have a chat to myself and say look just just have people who are older and wiser around you make friends with them and and learn off them rather than you going and making all the mistakes you're about to make <laughs> because making mistakes yourself you know if i look at all the time i wasted on making all those mistakes if i just been a little bit smarter and just you know listen to to older and wiser people or even people my age who were doing a much better job than me um i wouldn't have wasted so much time you know um probably would have already been where i am now maybe a few years before that makes sense yeah okay and that's something too like i noticed uh, probably when i was 20 or 21 i had a bit of a moment a bit of an epiphany i guess where i realized just how little i knew and yeah. that sort of arrogance fell away really early for me which i'm very lucky about uh lucky for yeah. having um, yeah and that didn't happen since, with yeah. me until i had uh, my son and i went through a horrible divorce you know and then i had nowhere to live and i was like 27 and i think that's when it when it hit me but 
by the time I recovered from, you know, making all those mistakes, um, you know, I was, I was in my mid thirties. So yeah, you're lucky. You're lucky to have learned that at 21. I don't think many of us do. So I don't think, you know, if, if, if people are listening out there today and they're in their early twenties, don't worry if you haven't got it yet. You know, there's a lot yeah. of, a lot of pressure on us to, you know, and all the, all the social media and, you know, uh, you know, Kardashian crap and all of that and, and TikTok and YouTubing and um, constantly, I, I feel really sad for, for kids today. You know, there's just so much social pressure on, on being and being perceived as, you know, being famous or um, rich or wealthy. And that's, that's not the important stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. I, um, and, and that's not to say that because I had that epiphany, I've, you know, I'm levitating above the rest of my, my age group, you know, I'm, I yeah. still make mistakes and stuff, but I'm just, uh, one of my friends is, who was a mentor to me a few years ago, he's in his uh, mid fifties now. He, mm. he sort of said like the best in his eye, in his eyes, like you want to be smart enough to know how little, you know? Yeah. Um, because that way you're never going to be too proud to take advice from people that might know better than you. Yeah. Um, and be that helped, that stuck with me a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Be being humble has uh, got me very far and also just going off gut instinct. I think we try and overthink things a bit too much and if something feels right, you know, go for it and if something doesn't feel right, don't. <laughs> you know, go, go with that gut instinct. That's That's important. Okay. Um, was there any more advice that you'd sort of thought about that you could um, give to the listeners? Or if not, we can just go to the next bit. Well, you know, Beth, definitely go and get your free copy of your credit report and don't just go <laughs> and inquiring for loans online. Like I had a, a friend of my brother's, we kind of all um, grew up together in, in high school in, in Western Sydney. And when he went for a home loan with his then fiance, this is a few years ago now that he's uh, he's much better now, but I think he was in his probably early 20s at the time and so he went online and and applied about a hundred times for a loan because they were getting married or whatever um and then came over because he was always coming over to our house you know um eating our food uh, he lived across the road from, from my mum and and he came in and he's like Vicky goes because I was just I just had my finance job then so I was probably the best person for him to speak to he's like Vicky goes I, I got my credit report I've got all these inquiries and now I can't get a loan I'm like show me your report I looked and he's got like 100 inquiries every week. And I was like, what did you do? He goes, I don't know. I just went online and kept applying. And I was like, you shouldn't do that. So so definitely don't, don't do that. You know, word of warning, because he couldn't even get on the home loan with his new wife when, you know, even one or two years later, because he'd made so many inquiries. He looked completely off the chart, high risk to any future lender. Um, so don't don't just go around applying online. It might seem easy, but every time you apply online or even over the phone, they're checking your credit report and that's leaving a hard inquiry. And, and any inquiry pulls our credit score down and even two or three um, rejected inquiries, you then go to a broker and do the right thing. They're not going to be able to get a loan across the line until your credit report has uh, recovered a little bit, maybe six or 12 months. Yeah, OK. Good advice. Um, the one other thing, yeah, we, we spoke about it off air that, I, I've started to realize and see, especially with the stock price as well, how popular these buy now, pay later products have become. Things like Zip Pay, Afterpay. Yeah. One of them's just been making the rounds on TV with Nick Curios, the tennis player, being like the 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 front man for the advertising. I wanted mm -hmm. to ask you what um 
what you think of these sorts of products and why young people should maybe be a little more wary of those those sorts of um, credit facilities, I guess you could call them. Yeah, and, you know, like we were chatting about off air before we started the interview, you know, you think it's possibly a right thing to do, you know, because you're, you're, you're budgeting for a purchase over three months and it's interest-free. And I actually, I'll, I'll share a story with you. This is an actual client of ours. Um, she was going for a home loan um, with her, her broker who refers to us, but her credit score was a bit low. So most people sit at about 700. The scores range from zero to 1,200, but most people sit anywhere in the green, you know, sort of 650 and up 700. And um, I think she was sitting at about 500. Um, and she had a uh, buy now, pay later inquiry on her credit report. She didn't have anything else. There was nothing else wrong with it. But she did have, I think there was two actually, buy now, pay later inquiry um, inquiries on there. And we just spoke about inquiries, right? So an inquiry is buy now, pay later. An inquiry is personal loan. Um, an inquiry is for a home loan. They're hard inquiries. And every time you apply, it's going on your credit report and affects your credit score. Well, you've also got, you know, the old saying there's good debt and bad debt. You know, a home loan is considered good debt. You could do a home loan inquiry and it doesn't really affect your score because the algorithms in the back of the credit reporting agency, the, the main one is called uh, Equifax. Um, you can get your, your free credit report from them from uh, mycreditfile.com.au. Um, won't have a score, but you'll get your report. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's if you if you're using um, finance or, or lenders that are offering you three months interest free, the algorithms in the back of Equifax are saying, well, hang on a minute, why are you not just saving up money um, and going and buying that handbag or going and buying that barbecue, whatever you're doing? Um, so it's actually considered bad debt. So the risk associated to it is higher and therefore the drop in your credit score can be anywhere between 50 to 100 points. But coming back to this, this client of mine, she had two on there and her score was around about the 500. Now she'd actually, I mentioned barbecue because she'd gone to Bunnings and they offered, they said, do you want to buy your barbecue on buy now, pay later? And she said, yes, thinking, oh, it's the right thing to do. You know, I need my money. I'm saving for my home loan. I'll budget for that over the next three months. Great. No, not great. Because the inquiries, when the broker went to go put the loan application up, they rejected her because they're like, no, no, she's using buy now, pay later schemes. Okay. So, so I mean, we removed those. We removed those two in inquiries. Um, you know, they couldn't validate the the inquiries for us, for our, for our lawyers as well. Um, so we got them removed. Her score jumped up and she was then be able to go, she was able to go and get her home loan across the line. So be very, very wary of buy now, pay later schemes. I think the only one that doesn't do a check when you sign up is Afterpay. They're, they're good. So they, they won't do a hard inquiry when you apply with Afterpay. So if, if you're going to use one, um, if you need to use one, I would suggest using them. But when you apply for home loans, you know, they're going to ask for a list of your assets and liabilities. And if you've got three accounts, you know, Afterpay, ZipPay, whatever on there, OpenPay, um, there are going to be some questions and potentially it could prevent you from, from getting a dream home or getting a dream car, whatever you're doing. Okay. One question I had about this too is I, when I was a little kid, I used to buy like toys on lay-by because I'd get my, uh, yeah. I'd get my money from chores or mowing lawns and I'd go to yeah. Big W or Kmart and pay off, you know, a toy. Um, is that looked at the same way lay-by or is it just with these buy now, pay later products because it's listing a credit card or a debit card? 
Yeah, so buy now, pay later is a finance option, right? So they're a credit provider. So they listed inquiry. If you're doing it, it basically is replacing lay by. So, so layaway was was great. You know, I remember one of my best mates. She had four little kids, so she would do layby for six months, from you know July through to December, so she could get everybody's Christmas presents together. Otherwise, it was too much. Um, and people are now replacing that. It's been replaced in all the shops. You know, you go to any major store now, and there's no layby. They've replaced it with buy now, pay later. And so a lot of consumers just think that it's the same thing, but it's not. Layby is just you're giving the store some money every month and then you pick up your goods once you finish paying. So it's not finance. There's no inquiry by Target, you know, on your credit report for, for using layby. But, yeah, it is it is a concern. Like we're, we're answering questions like every day of the week consumers are ringing us going, I didn't know this was going to affect me. Nobody told me. There's no education out there, right, which is why it's great, you know, you're, you're doing – podcasts like this um because it educates people on the things that we're not educated about yeah well that's the yeah that's the point i um i i'd say it in the introduction of every show that we do that when i was in high school i found it really crazy that i didn't learn about interpreting bills how to pay them i didn't learn about applying for a home loan and how to calculate repayments on your own i didn't learn about budget i i, I learned about those two things in year 12 and mm-hmm. I learned about budgeting when I was 20 years old when I first moved out of home. So, and you're, you're lucky having a dad in finance, right? Imagine yes. if your parents haven't got careers in finance. Well, they, they probably don't really know how to explain it to, to their kids as well. Yeah, look, I've, I've tried to get out to schools. I've been out to a few schools in, in Sydney. Um, I got a gig as a guest lecturer as well over at Edith Cowan University. And uh, I do lectures for the business and finance students on um, credit reporting and, you know, understanding your credit report and applying for finance. But yeah, you're right. I mean, and and there's so much red tape, you know, when it comes to year 11, year 12, um, having those, you know, finishing days, they're more interested in telling them, make sure you dress smart for an interview. I mean, I don't know how that's going to get you through life, but but they're limited, yeah. as well, I suppose. Yeah, it's not a, it's not exactly the teacher's fault. I guess it's no. sort of what the curriculum set out that they have to they have to abide yeah. by. But yeah, that's that's sort yeah. of where I want this podcast to become, and I want just I want to sort of get the message out there and get more people to be interested because I don't think everybody needs to be an expert, but I think getting mm. the awareness that there's people in different parts of finance that mm. their job is it's in their interest to help you get a better home loan, find a better property, have a better credit report, all those yeah. different things. And um, I, I worry sometimes that people of my generation and other generations have this DIY mindset, which sometimes mm-hmm. is a bit of a fault rather than a positive. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, it's, 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 you know, I'm not very good at asking for help. Do you know what I mean? My husband's always telling me off. Um, I got got remarried a few years ago. I did good this time, by the way. Um, but uh, <laughs> I got a good one. Um, but yeah, like he's always going, "Why didn't you ask for help?" And I think it's like inbuilt in a lot of us. You know, oh, we need to do it ourselves, and we should. But definitely, yeah, that's that's a great point. Um, use as many people out there that have got more knowledge than you. You know, Richard Branson always talks about that. You know, I read one of his books once, and and he just used to use people who were smarter than him. And then use them to get him to where he he, he got, um, and and I took that out of his book a few years ago. I was like, that's actually so true. You know, you have a network of people around you who are smarter, and they'll they'll boost you to where you need to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, I wanted to ask, is, is there anything else you wanted to cover before we finish the interview? I, I did also want to encourage people. You have this little short three-step video on getting involved with your company. It's on your website. I was watching a few of them yesterday. And there's yeah. some good content out there for people that's free. You can look at these YouTube videos and get more of an idea of why Credit Fix Solutions is a good thing, why credit reporting in general and getting it looked at by someone like yourself is a good thing. Um, mm. So if anybody's yeah. listening, please get in touch and like check out your website. Um, but was there anything you wanted to cover or just how people can get in touch with you? Oh, no, I think that's, you know, I never want to throw too much information out there when it comes to credit reporting, especially, you know, if you don't know anything because it becomes quite overwhelming. But if you jump on on the website onto creditfixsolutions.com.au, fill in the contact form, you'll get a copy of the ebook that I've written on credit reporting. And I wrote that about three years ago. And then I just regularly update it when I'm doing my, you know, 90 day business plan. So, so if you just do a contact form, then my magic CRM will magically send you a copy to download. That's a great start because it talks about everything, credit reporting, credit scoring, what's in your report, how to get your reports, even how to try and fix your credit report yourself with lots of case studies and war stories in there. So that's great. But if you don't like reading, um, then I've also got a YouTube channel. So Credit Fix Solutions is also on YouTube. And uh, yeah, I, I hate when people watch my videos. It's so cringe, but you know, it's like j- jump on there and, and have a look at the videos if you're like me and you're not a reader. Okay. Well, what's wrong with your, why, why don't you like your videos? What's wrong with the videos? I just, I hate, I hate my voice and I hate looking uh, at myself doing the videos. <laughs> I don't, I, uh, when before I got involved doing this with my dad and working in in the company, I was actually living in Canada and I uh, I was a tour guide over there and I do like to talk, which you've probably figured out by now. But I didn't realize how strong my Australian accent was. Um, and my uh, not that strong. It's not too well. I, I guess I realized it was stronger than I may have thought it was when I was surrounded by Canadians. Yeah, um, yeah. I also realized how. Uh, we sort of treat the English language a little more laissez-faire than English people. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't understand anyone when I first got here. I jumped into a when I got back from uni in London. Right, I jumped to just a funny quick story. I jumped into uh, pub work, and I I I got this job at uh, Toongabbie Hotel in Western Sydney, which at the time was was very. Um, I don't. How do you say very Aussie? <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the word. I didn't want to say it because, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're, never, we're never rude. Um, so anyway, so I'm there and I'm, you know, in front of the beer things, you know, to pour the beers. This guy comes up and they were all, a lot of them were truck drivers. You know, they finished about three o'clock. Um, they'd come in, they'd drink for a couple of hours and then their wives would come pick them up and they'd go home for dinner. And this, my first customer comes up to the bar and I'm like, hi, you know, what can I get you? And he's like, <laughs> scary and yeah, thanks. And I was like, uh, sorry, what? And he goes, scaring you. And I was like, I'm sorry, what do you want? And my manager behind me, of course, is just pissing himself laughing, right? Because I'm just standing there going, sorry, what? What do you, do you want a beard? Do you want scare bloody new? And I'm like, and Nath, my, my manager behind me, he goes, he wants a schooner. That's a schooner because I'm used to the word pint. He goes, of new. And I was like, oh, new, the beer. Okay, all right, got this. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a bit of a jump in the deep end for that sort of thing, understanding the uh, the accents. Yeah, and, and for the three years I worked there, everyone would call me things like Victoria better, you know. You know, you're a bit of a state. You're a bit of a state today, aren't you, Victoria? <laughs> I was like, that's nice. That's awesome. Man. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I, um, Victoria, thank you again for the time, by the way. I really appreciated it. And, no, and the no. story the story you have to tell of starting Credit Fix Solutions in your um in your son's bedroom, that's a great story. Yeah. Like that's that's pretty badass that you sort of built it up to where it's at now. So you should be proud of yourself regardless. Thank you. No, I'm very, very, feel very blessed and I've got a great team. You know, I couldn't do it without my team and, uh, you know, they're, they're just amazing. You know, they, they, they just follow me and, and believe in what we're doing. So, you know, we do great work for people. It's nice. It's like, you know, yourself doing these podcasts and getting out and helping people. That's what I'm all about. So it's, it's a lovely way to live your life. 100%. Well, yeah, so if anybody wanted to get in touch, creditfixsolutions.com.au, uh, there's the website. And, um, yeah, we'll have to do this again, Victoria. Maybe in a couple of months we'll um, get back in touch and we'll do another episode if you're happy to. Yeah, yeah, maybe we should go into the actual credit report, credit scoring and and uh, talk talk more about it. Yeah, for sure. We'll get deep in the weeds. It'd be good. Yeah, 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 definitely. Thanks, Damien. Yeah, thanks again for the time. It was really good. No worries. My pleasure. Take care.